Okay, shall we uh, kick this off? So, the title, because who doesn't like a good title, is Gratitude, the Key to a Walker, a Deeper Walk with Our Lord. So here we go. How many times haven't we approached life with this comparative kind of mentality? So, we look around us and we see what other people have and we kind of think they've got it all together, you know? The car, the girl, the house, you know? <laughs> Um, and, and really, kind of like on face value, we, we have this view that they've got it all together, you know. And, and perhaps even a little bit worse than that is, wow, I'm really happy that I'm not, you know, Jane. She's going through a really rough time, you know. Um, and it's this com- comparative me- mentality, you know. And then we have those kind of dreams. Uh, I don't know if you've had them, but I do. You know, you're driving in the car and there's this lotto ad that comes on. And it goes like, you can win 180 million rand this weekend. Just panda push up play. You know, we get so excited about it. And we're like, Lord, if I win that, I'm going to give Nigel and Debbie some money. I'm going to pay off Liz's bond. I'm going to tie 10%. I'm going to buy Infinite Church a new building. Probably shouldn't be saying all of that aloud, you know what I mean? But you think it, you know, and then stop the presses. Guys, here's a real life story. I did just that. I bought a lotto ticket. I even prayed, Lord, give me the numbers. I was like, I've got this. I got the numbers. I entered it and I won. 26 Rand. What is the win? It's not even. Half the price of a cappuccino at Seattle. <laughs> By all accounts, apparently that's quite good. But like, you know. So, so how am I connecting this to gratitude? Because like I'm talking about this weird thing. Well, gratitude has been sitting with me for, for quite a long time, uh, actually. Um, almost since the time that Nigel and Debbie sort of spoke about each of us having a go at, at this preaching thing. You know? And... Um, during this particular season, uh, when we were talking about it, that song that we sang last, Gratitude by Brandon Lake, was kind of almost on repeat for me in my car. And I'm, I'm just going to r- sort of recap the words of those quickly. So he starts with, all my words fall short. I've got nothing new. How can I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs, as I often do, but every song must end and you never do. So I throw up my hands and I praise you again and again because all that I have is this hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah. And then one day I was singing the song, um, kind of in my usual traffic ministry way, which my wife will tell you is that they can hear me coming down the road. Um, And I felt the Lord drop this on my heart which was, listen carefully, but what is fit for me is your heart. When I have your full attention, I'm king, because almost always you praise me from a sense of gratitude. You sing because you're happy. And quite often I'm singing because I'm sad. Um, but I sing because I want to connect with them. It's almost a sense of like, The singing kind of brings me to a place of wanting to connect. 
And he reminded me that it's actually a place where my focus shifts. So my, my focus shifts from me to him. Now, before any of you start <laughs> thinking that it's about, you, okay, we must sing to get to that place. I think, I think that's the personal nature of God. That it's what works for you. And for me, it happens to be singing. Uh, but it's one of the very helpful places that I get to reflect on him. And, and, and importantly, on who he is. And when I focus on him, my focus shifts, my perspective changes. Sometimes it's an instant. Very often, in my case, it's minutes or even hours, okay, uh, that the shift happens because I'm a bit of a stubborn person. So sometimes I'm singing because I'm feeling stubborn. Um, but it always brings him to focus. And I move into a place of gratitude, really. Um, and it's a gratitude for what he has done in the past, how he sought me out. Uh, and when you know me, you know my testament, so you know that that's important for me. How he changed the course of my life. Um, and ultimately, how he loves me. You see, when I, my focus is off him, and specifically off all the things that I have to be grateful for, I let the situation kind of overwhelm me. I, mean, I don't know what it's like for you guys, but you know, situationally, you, you get overwhelmed by stuff. Nothing is good enough. Uh, the people around me, the situation that I find myself in, um, I look to kind of try and add things to my life. You know? and, and, and they're not from him, so actually they, they're difficult to find fulfillment in, ultimately. So I'm not grateful, I'm disappointed, and I'm ultimately grumbling. Now, now grumbling is something of a human trait. Okay? I mean, I think we can all test, attest to the fact that we pretty easy to grumble. Um, and when we look to the, to the Bible, there's an excellent example of this. So when we look at the Exodus story, okay, so you can, you don't have to look this up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you, but Exodus 16, the verses 2 to 3, so, so it says, the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat at the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now firstly, let me state that wanting food is not a, a bad request. Okay? It's not unreasonable at all. But the facts, when you look at it, are slightly different in this case. So Israelites actually had food. How do we know this? Well, just literally one chapter 4, chapter 17, they're grumbling about not having water. For what? Water for their livestock. Okay? So think about it. They had livestock. Now in those cases, that was likely sheep or goat. Okay? Maybe a camel or two. So probably they had milk, cheese, and even meat. But they were grumbling. They, they kind of had lost sight in that journey of God. So they'd lost sight of gratitude. They, they were no longer grateful for having been brought out of slavery. They'd lost their focus. They'd lost their sight on God. So there are many circumstances really in life that can cause this shift to happen. 
financial concern, sickness, sadness, loss. Simply the pressures of just really everyday life. When we're confronted by these stresses, how often do we stop and just kind of take stock and consider them through a lens of gratitude maybe? So this is the kind of challenging part of what I'm going to really say. So, Mike, what do you mean by that? Well, what if we decided to step into gratitude first? So it's an active process. Thankful to God in advance for journeying with us through the issue. What if we change the place of, of thanking Him for the lessons that He is going to teach us? For the outcomes that will come? For His presence and His love for His arms around us in the moment? What if we, what if we change to an active thinking process when it comes to gratitude? And I'm going to just use Psalm 23, 1 through 6, but I'm going to read it from the message for this one. Because I just really love how the message put this together. So it says, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me, listen to this part, a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. So I want to make the point that gratitude is not a settling word. Don't leave your thinking that God wants you to use gratitude incorrectly. Gratitude is an active process. It's action oriented. It's a heart that chooses God. His love and his affection. It chooses his guidance. It listens expectantly for it. It's not just a passive reflection. Too many times people fall into that trap of like, I guess I must be grateful. I, mean, I, don't, know about, I don't know about you, but, but I've done that. I really, I, I should be grateful. But it's insincere. Gratitude is a deeper connection. It's a place of certainty and walking in promises of what is to come based on all of the evidence of what has gone before. So Nigel you know, often says this about testimonies, and, and he says it often, and I've only had the privilege of hearing it quite, you know, because I've only known him for a little while, but he says, you might not have a specific testimony about healing, for example, but you've heard stories about people talking about healing. And, and you get to sort of appropriate those stories. And you get to be grateful, actually, for those stories. And if you think of it from an empowering perspective, if you're grateful for those stories, the next time you're walking into a situation that requires healing, for example, you can walk into that situation with a grateful heart because you know 
that it's been done before. This is not something that's unexpected, actually. So it, it, it empowers you when you have a gra- an attitude of gratitude. It's an empowering thing. So I hope that you see that, that, that you see that walking in gratitude helps you to focus on what the potential is in God. Gratitude opens your eyes, it opens and, and, and it helps you to focus. And, and I think gratitude ultimately can lead you into a fuller walk with God. So I'm going to hand over to KB at this point. He's been up all night. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's going to take you through the next part of it. Thanks, buddy. Can I, can I just, uh, you can just let it run. Give you your, your, your yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, I just want to say that uh, I've been singing a line all week. That's why my voice is a little bit groggy. But forgive me for it. Though. But yeah. yeah, I just wanted to add on to that understanding that we've now gotten about how gratitude helps us shift our perspective or focus towards God and away from our own uh, wants and um, expectations, really. Because as we know, the difference between a bad moment and a bad day is your perspective. You know? I should actually probably keep that in mind when I watch my favorite soccer team lose. I can ruin my day sometimes. But anyways, um, yeah, I think it's important to note that Mike had this word placed on him at this time of the year, and Debbie asked us to speak around this time of the year. When there's a holiday around the world, that really sp- focuses on the spirit of gratitude that's happening right now. Thanksgiving, as some people know. And uh, also, coincidentally, there's some really good deals on Take A Lot around this time of the year for some reason. <laughs> Probably unrelated, though. But yeah, I was touched by the fact that uh, that's what Mike wanted to talk about. And I thought it best to consult one of my old um, English teachers, Mrs. Miriam Webster, about what she thinks about gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know her. Yeah, she, she works in the same school as, as YouTube, Mr. YouTube. Um, yeah, but she says, gratitude is defined as a state of being thankful or appreciative. And although that is correct, as Mike, but as Michael said, showed us, sorry, Mike, <laughs> I mean Mike, um, it's not really complete though, you know? We aren't merely just noticing the good things happening around us. We're understanding that they reveal God's goodness. And uh, a beautiful description of this can be found in uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 5. If you guys want to. Turn to it, nobody has the Bible. Okay, that's fine. I'll read it. <laughs> Nobody's got the Bible. Okay, cool. Uh, but this is, what it's, uh, this is what it says. As God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. Now, if we break that down, we can see how God's nature, the nature of God's grace, and how it moves from person to person and reaches more people, which shows that seeing others being blessed shouldn't conjure up envy in you. It should... Give, give you joy and you should rejoice for it because it shows that people are being blessed and we should be thankful for that. I think so. You know? I think Nadal spoke about this and I was in a group once with, with Karen and we spoke about how we can use the analogy of, you know, when you see someone get, getting blessed, um, getting healed, you know, uh, at church, they get an arm restored or a crooked back being like straightened and stuff like that. We shouldn't be saying they're going, Man, I had a migraine last week, man. Why aren't I getting healed? You know, I, I, I would like some of that. People are getting their legs like, brought back and I, I had like a bad hip for, for, for so long. We should be like, whoa. That guy's arm just came back. You know what I mean? Like people are getting healed. Like this is happening. And the beauty of that is that that God that healed that person, that's our God. That's your God. You know what I mean? That's my God. That's the same God. We have access to this. We have a relationship with this, with this God. And yeah, that's just showing all the beautiful and brilliant things he's capable of. So again, I think that, that calls for an attitude of gratitude, you know? 
and some, some, some rejoicing. But in terms of the latter part of that uh, little verse, it speaks about how God receives more and more glory. Now, imagine that, yeah. Imagine giving value to an all-powerful being, you know. I mean, personally, I struggle to give value to my own parents sometimes. So maybe give them like a little bed and breakfast twice a year or something, maybe a little massage to show my gratitude, you know. But, um, and they like made and raised me. Now, imagine the creator of the entire universe, you know what I mean? Imagine being of value to him and adding to value to him. Like, I personally think that's, that's remarkable, you know. That's, that's quite a thing. That, yeah, so here we can see how powerful... Uh, how much power there is in gratitude and giving thanks. In doing this, not only are we developing um, our connection and relationship with God, we're actively, and not passively, glorifying Him and His kingdom. Now, before I dive deeper into the positives of gratitude, I think it's important to highlight some of the dangers of not having gratitude, a praxeology of of gratitude. And uh, basically, a praxeology is just uh, things that you do versus things that you think. So ideology, it's like ideas, and praxeology are practices, things that you do. That's all that means. But um, there's a famous quote that says, comparison is a thief of joy, you know? <clears throat> which is meant to lead us away from discontentment. But I think there's a better way of putting it somewhere in the Bible. And this is from someone who's growing to be uh, my favorite one of the apostles, Paul. Uh, Paul writes in uh, Philippians 4, verse 11 to 12, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am, to be content. I know how to, how to be abased and how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned to both be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. The quote shows that the freedom from comparison is achievable in any situation because you're in that situation with God. Let me say that one more time. Freedom from comparison is achievable in any situation because you're in that situation with God. Again, we see how this active relationship with God frees us from a lot of these, lot of these envies we find. Now, I want to take a quick uh, moment to, to pivot and personalize this, this message a little bit with a small story of my own life and, and how I find myself in a state of that hungry fullness in God and how it's possible with a little testimony from church at the old venue. Um, a few months back, uh, actually, a lot earlier in the year, we were all in like the worship section of the of the service, and I saw an interaction between uh, Pastor Nigel and, and Jess, his, his daughter, where one of the two went up to the other and hugged him, and it was so warm and like pleasant and like, and, but instead of my first emotion seeing that being, well, my parents are both in Durban, so not really possible for me to to have that you know that feeling right now. Instead of that being my first um, reaction and emotion to that. I instead saw God's love through their connection and through their relationship, you know, and yeah, between each other, which I think is so powerful, you know what I mean? I saw something which physically I had no access to, but by virtue of the fact that I was there with God and soaking in His presence, I had everything I needed spiritually, you know. And uh, yeah, I think this, this message is so, so important because in that moment, what had, what had done for me showed me that... Uh, my relationship with God was growing, you know, and I was able to see him through others and not just through his works in my own life. Because again, it's really easy to be grateful for gifts that are given directly to you because like it's there. Like, thank you for this thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's right here. But I think there's a special importance in being able to find gratitude in the gifts given to others, you know, being able to see other people being blessed and being grateful for that blessing to be out and about. Yeah, so I'm going to challenge you guys with a little activity. But instead of thinking about a time where you yourself were blessed, Think of a time where someone near you was blessed, 
and just uh, and where you felt a little bit in, of envy, and try to to think about how that shows God's person, you know, and and His nature, and how those gifts unrelated to you can in fact help you with your own walk with God. The reason I think it's it's important because it's, I believe God is alive in those spaces, you know, in the relationship between people. He's because He is perfect relationship. He is perfect love in Himself, and um, yeah, the, He is. He will help us develop an appreciation for. That, that activity will help us develop an appreciation for his love and his work in our own lives. So, yeah, the message is so important, actually, that um, our own church, Infinite's mission statement is have an encounter, be an encounter, you know. Encounter, that's a relational word, you know, like meaning two more people, like, contact each other, you know, are, are, are connected. Um, and you can encounter a person, you can encounter a thing or a place, but uh, it's... it's yeah, it's to do with you experiencing something with someone else, you know, it's, it's, it's a relational sort of statement. And yeah, you know how some people believe in like aliens and stuff, that stuff like that? Um, when a spaceship lands for those types of people, it's called an encounter of the third or, or fourth kind, whatever, whatever it is. But uh, when, uh, whenever those, those, those little spaceships make first contact, well, I had a break to you folks. We've got something a little bit greater than little green guys in spaceships you know, to encounter. We've got an infinite God to encounter, to be in a relationship with, and to experience, you know, and to share that experience with people that we meet every, single, every day. I think we should all have some, yeah, and I think that calls for a little bit of gratitude. You know, we should have that little sense of gratitude, and regardless of our ups and our downs that we're going through in our lives, because whatever situation we find ourselves in, we're there with God, you know. Yeah, exactly, and I... And I'd like to just finish off by repeating the words of my favorite Apostle Paul. Um, Everywhere and in all things, I've learned to be both full and hungry, both to abound and to, and to suffer need. You'll be fine in every situation you find yourself in with God, because you're there with God. You know? um, yeah, we've got a few little questions um, for, for reflection that I've been given. Uh, one of them is, think about... What have you got to be grateful for? Just think past, for the past year and just think about some things that you've got to be grateful for. Second one would be, how can we take this into an active walk with God? Not, a, not being passive with that, with that gratefulness. You know, having an attitude of gratitude for that thing. And lastly, are the places slash situations that you've lost sight of, uh, of your gratitude? Think of those places and are they there? Are they lost because they're overwhelming you? Or why are they... Why do you lack gratitude in that space? You know, think about all the spaces where you, you have a little bit of a deficit and think about why you have that deficit. Yeah. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.